Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am and how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful. But we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org slash lost. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. everybody and welcome to Wizard and the Bruiser. I'm the wizard, Holden McNeely. And I'm the bruiser, Jake Young. Whoa, nuts! <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember? I mean, you weren't. You can't. You physically can't. <laughs> but the year was 1979. None of us was alive. But something amazing happened. A very depressed Japanese man had an idea. What if there was a television show, a cartoon featuring cool robots and fun battles that also reflected the horrors of modern warfare. When can I immediately watch all of it? Is there hundreds of episodes of it? Please. Maybe 40 years worth of episodes of it. Uh, That little series was called Mobile Suit Gundam, and uh, it has branched out and influenced so much shit over the years and is kind of just one of the biggest cultural exports Japan has ever created. It is unbelievably huge. Um, where, where do I have this here? Uh, uh, it, for Bandai Namco, it is a 50 billion yen business. Now, obviously, you have to not knock that down a bit because I think a hay penny is one yen in the current conversion I believe rate. so. I believe that just comes out to about $10. It's a tippence. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much here, Jake. I had no idea. I just want to preface this with I had to do a Gundam crash course oh, this past week. I'm I mean, so sorry. it is mind-blowing. Well, it's a world I've always been interested in. I've always wanted to know more about Gundam. And uh, I'm a big Neon Genesis Evangelion fan, so I'm definitely, like, no stranger to the mech. Yeah. But, you know, this is unbelievable. So it's revolutions on top of revolutions because, like, uh, when you think of, like, Japanese robots, like, you kind of think of, like, Voltron. You think of, like, the Megazord. Mm -hmm. um, You think of uh, maybe Gigantor if you're my dad. Big fun machine man. Big fun. Okay. If (laughs) if you imagine someone shooting their fist with a little rocket. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was a genre called Super Robot. Super Robot category of anime and manga. It started with Mitsuteru Yoshi. Yokoyama's 1956 manga Tetsujin 28 Go later made into an anime in 1963 and released abroad as Gigantor. Gigantor. Oh, wow. You guys know the theme song? Oh, it's catchy. It's the best song about a robot from the 1950s you could possibly sing. And these were controlled by remote control, so we don't have humans inside of the robots yet. Is that correct? It would be usually by remote control, and uh, usually it would just be like this tiny little kid in short pants 
like those really uncomfortable short pants that was like the the you know what I'm talking about when you see a kid in old timey times and he's Look, got way too short pants Astro Kid pants. I'm Astro- not googling any of that. <laughs> Just right? Google uncomfortable tiny boy pants. <laughs> open your phone apps. I know the podcast will keep playing. I want all of you to open your windows. <laughs> the genre was largely defined by author Go Nagai and his more fantastical Mazinger Z. Oh yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> but so there was all fantastical, kind of bulbous. Like there yes. were just these like goofy mascotty things. And what Gundam did is they introduced what they would become the real robot now, genre. I laughed uh, out loud when I read that statement <laughs> on uh, Wikipedia or whatever website I was on, where it said, uh, "Yes, these were the uh, what Gundam did was made the realistic massive super robot." Oh, I mean, oh shit, we're gonna okay. Um, we got to get into that. Uh, so yeah, it was the real robot genre where like yes. uh it was uh you know, it was the idea that these are actual machines used in warfare that have moving parts and actual science behind they it. They tried to base it on real some real ass science, kind of like the Martian for those of you mothers at home who need something to connect this to. <laughs> I I don't I don't know how it happened, but even after two, like if we're not even through our second episode, number 1 Cape Comedy Radio Mom podcast. Right? I I can't believe it. So all you pregnant mothers out there mother- Mothers to be and mothers of old, <laughs> we want to thank you for listening. This is this is okay. So this is what set it apart because there was all these interfering factors. It was it was a cartoon. It was if they had toy lines released. Well, now this is where uh, I think uh, I, I get really interested, right? Because there was a full season of the show, under my understanding, that happened, and then it got canned. Mm-hmm. And then the Bandai Namco put out the, the the toy, and that's what revitalized the whole thing, and that's why we have the Gundam that we know today. The toy was so massively popular that they said, bring them back out. We need to sell more of these these things. It's So, yes, those are the key tensions. Of the entire series is on the one hand, there's the uh, toy manufacturers and the pop artists and the uh, and all the merchandising and all the fanboys because the like if you you do we even have to explain like it's a giant bold white like fucking tank with like hard angles and like giant space boots in in samurai armor with a giant shield a massive laser rifle and in case shit gets real he has a fucking lightsaber Mm -hmm. like a legit lightsaber Mm -hmm. that he pulls out of his back and it's a fucking cool thing and another thing they did is you know the pilot they're all piloted so In addition, you know that fucking rush, that fucking intense nerd rush when you see someone in like a, in a sci-fi movie or an anime or any other cartoon where they're just like pushing pedals and hitting like, oh, t- oh no, initiate Omega protocol. And there's like all those little flip up switches and he has to go like. <laughs> yeah, Pacific Rim was amazing. Ruled. Yeah. yeah. There would not be a Pacific Rim without Gundam. Without there would Gundam. Not- Damn it, Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> That rush, that intensity, gears turning, that like pneumatic. And it's always, it's like that Power Rangers, but wait, there's more scenario too, mm-hmm. right? Where you think you got him down and then he's going to pull out some badass new weapon that's mm-hmm. more powerful than the last. Is that kind of a, 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 right. a situation? With so that? there's this power fantasy, this rush, this fantastical fucking cool shit that is like ju- realistic robots. Little boy shorts. In, uh, no, n- now in full pilot suits. This, oh, this yes, is a power yes. fantasy, warp speed. You know, uh, blowing up 800 bad guys with a wave of your beam rifle. But then, counter to that, 
is the fact that this series is just mired in death and suffering and war crimes and the futility of man and morality and, like, all these heavy-ass subjects. The reason why it got canceled in the uh, first season, 1979-1980, is that audiences said it made them too depressed. (laughs) (laughs) I blame Hiroshima. (laughs) (laughs) That's it, though. That's, I mean, this is going to be a common theme. Yes. uh, uh, Japan was doing really good with war. Yes. War was just a great thing, and then, whoopsie, World War II happened, and we killed their god, kind of. Oh, wait, what's up? It's an apocalypse for you. Yeah. And, and it is, you know, it's always been said, like, Japan is, when the, is the only post-apocalyptic society. They actually went through a version of an apocalypse, and that's why they're so, their culture is so bizarre with, with anime and things like that, um, and their strange adoption of American culture mm-hmm. in the most extreme and kind of odd ways. No, I mean, yes, they were they were a militarized Uber state run by the emperor, and then we committed the, uh, some pretty heinous shit. And I would say arguable, arguable. <laughs> you know, whatever. We'll have that's a different show. That's a super different show, Jake. <laughs> but then we were like, hey, hey, whatever. We got chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, that we got chocolate. So Gundam is. Full of like uh, just these ma- like massive scale. It's uh, massive wars. Uh, you know characters like uh, there was a follow up series is Gundam Zeta. Yeah. Oh, I mean, well, and, how uh, many series there are? How many the, timelines there the, are? Do you want to talk about timelines, sir? We'll we'll get into Ooh. all. We'll get into all of that. But like literally the uh, the uh, the first follow up after the uh, after the original series ended, the main character entered a catatonic vegetable state sitting in his Gundam because he had witnessed so much suffering and hated the idea of being glorified for it. That is rock and roll, man. <laughs> that is super cool. I actually, maybe that's where I need to end. You know what? Can you suggest an entry point for any of this? <laughs> that one could, should say, okay, this is the first episode or this is the first story arc of Gundam I should watch because I have no idea. I was watching the unicorn one for a little bit. Mm. It was in space and it had a unicorn like horn on it. I didn't know what the hell was going on, Jake. Uh, so actually, this is um, I'm, this is actually what got me interested in talking about this is uh, this past year, a, a new miniseries was launched and you can find it, uh, I think, on YouTube. There's like a few other places. Uh, don't in to torrent. It's bad. Stealing's bad. Don't steal. Um but, Would you steal a car, you bitches? <laughs> Anyways, Jake, go on. <laughs> All my carjackers out there. Uh, <laughs> it's called Gundam Thunderbolt, and it's uh, incredibly well done. The animation is gorgeous. It has. It takes place in the same Universal Century timeline as the original series. This is the big space war. That's cool. Yes, the Universal Century timeline is the timeline. These kind of the standard timeline that the original series started with. Yes. Uh, so it's a conflict in which uh, the Earth Federation, the you know the planet Earth, is at war with the Xeon uh, Federation, which represents uh, various space colonies that wanted to rebel. And and decided that like they don't it's the fact that we're even that they're even hu- that they're trying to be humans on Earth was holding them back. Mm. Space humans, best humans. Let's kill half the population of Earth, which happens in canon in the in the series. Anyway, that's awesome. Uh, Gundam Thunderbolt is kind of like this periphery side battle, kind of this enemy at the gates thing, where it's a Xeon stronghold, and you're following like a ragtag group of just scrubs, like just beaten down scrubs in the losing days of a war, and like you're kind of sympathetic to them. Um, the on the other side is uh, 
an asshole hotshot pilot with like spiky blonde hair who loves hard bop jazz music. And he's piloting a spanking new Gundam, like a cool ass Gundam. It has multiple shields. It has like cool jets. It's fucking badass. But from the perspective of the scrubs, it's just the angel of death. Right. It's fucking terrifying. It's like it's like if someone shot a a a, sh- a, a, a show about like. Batman from the perspective of just like a goon in clown makeup that's just like I just wanted to fucking feed my kids why is there a demon here or like I always thought about you know I always felt bad for the Foot Clan and yes it's, it's more like the Foot Clan it's more like the Foot Clan and just like they watching their friends just get eviscerated by something they can't even comprehend yeah there's an amazing uh, issue of the Invisibles that's all mm. from the perspective of a, a henchman mm. you see his entire life up to the moment he gets killed as an afterthought by Mm. one of the main characters. That's fantastic. It's such a great uh, issue. I just want to state, too, uh, going back to the original series, that the uh, early title for it was Freedom Fighter Gun Boy. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They actually got the name by putting the words gun and freedom together, deciding that that early title was uh, complete dog shit, and (laughs) and they came up with Gundam. But then they changed the A, the O to an A, because Tomino, I, I believe, that was uh, one of the original designers. Liken the gun to a dam that could hold back enemies. Ah. A lot of mumbo jumbo going on with those guys. <laughs> They're making some odd choices, and I really appreciate them for it. That's, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's the thing is uh, they actually aired the original Gundam series on Adult Sw- on, oh no, on Toonami, which oh was a big part god. of my childhood. And, or, oh my god, or Toonami. That weird, that weird in between, like, th- yeah. like 12 yeah. to. to Fifteen, yeah, because I think I was. Like, if you're like, if you're, if you're not a nerd, fifteen, you were already like, I like to fuck now. But yeah. if you're a nerd, fifteen is still in between childhood. Because I think I was smoking cigarettes for the first time <laughs> and discovering Dragon Ball Z for the first time, right on Toonami. So. We call that a North Carolina puberty. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I'd run home. We do a really quick shot of a Smirnoff 100 in my buddy's bedroom. <laughs> By, next to his snake, um, he had a big ball python, and then we go downstairs and we watch Dragon Ball Z and smoke cigarettes on the uh, Black and Milds oh. on the commercial breaks. It, and man, I was loving that time. Oof. Yeah, me and my buddy would uh, smoke. Uh, what is it? Swisher Sweets and watch mm. Full Metal Jacket over and over again. Oh, God, I, which one would you pick, Jake? <laughs> Obviously, me and my friends would discuss our cosplay ideas whilst lighting up some sweet, tasty cloves. <laughs> <laughs> Jarums. Dejarums. Um, so it's from the 70s and 80s. It's like real swinging. There's like like foofy hair. It's tonally all over the place. Everyone's wearing go-go boots for some reason. Uh, but then, yeah, then people are just crying in each other's arms because their friends died. And I do love that contrast. It is something because I was trying to think, and maybe you guys can tell me. I was trying to look it up <laughs> on some lame Google searches that just weren't working for me. But did the Transformers ever have a moment where they had something to say about war? Did G.I. Joe ever have a moment where they had something to say about war? I mean, this is our Gundam. Our Gundam, you know, or at least not ours, but America's Gundam was Transformers was G.I. Joe's was uh, action figure led mm-hmm. uh, uh, television shows. I mean, they definitely had some like don't do drugs kids messages mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But I don't think they ever commented on the true horrors of the wars that they were taking part in. <laughs> At no point did Cobra Commander be like, genocide. <laughs> this is genocide. I think I'll try heroin because I can't deal. Optimus Prime, <laughs> you think you can stop us from getting the energy? <laughs> um. So, so that was the core series, and the on any time usually something uh, 
something wants to kind of harken back to that kind of more grim and gritty Gundam, they'll set it during that war. There's been a lot of... Uh, Holy shit, there's a ton of timelines. Um, Let's just get into it right here. I'm going to list a bunch off, and you tell me if it makes any sense to you. There's the Universal Century, which we talked about Mm -hmm. just now. There's also the Future Century, After Colony, After War, Correct Century, which I feel (laughs) like is a bit of a jab at the other centuries. Uh, Cosmic Era, Anno Domini. Anno, that's just AD. That means it takes place in our universe. Oh. Um, That's a weird series that they've... uh, it's actually only come out in the past few years. It was called Gundam Build Fighters. Whoa. And that was kind of, it's kind of like a fucking bullshit Yu-Gi-Oh! Kind <clears> of, <throat> where it's not even about war. It's about kids living in the real world who collect Gundam models and build them and then fight them in, like, hologram battles. So it's kind of like, yeah, that that weird genre of Japanese cartoon where it's, like, about the toy series. That, right. Except, like, uh, yeah, but for much what? higher stakes. That's insane. So it would essentially be like a show about kids with Transformers fighting them against each other. Which it's I'm BattleBots. Sure, yeah, I'm sure it's existed. <laughs> um, uh, there's also the Advanced Generation, the Reglid Century, and Post Disaster. And I don't even think that's all of them. <laughs> that's fucking bonkers. I mean, these are all, by the way, these are timelines that, that within each one, there are multiple series. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I was baffled at just the sheer amount of episodes of this, of 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 Gundam there are in total. It's like a, it's, it's thousands. Been, it's been running near continuously for 37 years. Not to mention the mangas that come out alongside of it, right? I mean. And the books. And the books and films and uh Everything in between. And video games. I mean, it's crazy. Robots are fucking cool. That's what I'm trying to say. Giant robots are cool. Tiny, little, small. The ones that uh, can land on your thumb are fucking lame. (laughs) But big-ass ones with big, crazy muscles. And I want to talk about the real-life big-ass one a little later in this episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Another big one. I don't know. So uh, kind of the heavy tones and, like, the anachronisms gave It was hard. Uh, But Gundam Wing was the big Mm. hit in America on Toonami. And uh, that one was had like more fantastical designs. It was still like a, like there was one called Death Scythe, which was a black Gundam with a big metal cloak. See, that's great. Literally, yeah. like Edgelord th- Gundam. Yeah, it was an Edgelord Gundam. <laughs> uh, that like uh, there were different revisions. That was another thing. Is uh, you know like they would release new, you know the hero would get like fuck this old shit. I got a new one with more guns. Right. Uh, but that had like a lot of like sad boys and it was like a little more emo-y. It was very much more emo Was it popular in Japan as well? It wasn't as popular. In, it, what, it didn't oh. make as much of an impact as it did in America. Now, because, why? Because uh, I think it just, re- it was just the sad boy tropes, the emo-ness was right. just like par for the course for that era. And I think the Japanese people really do appreciate these sort of like um, deep war kind of sentiments, right? I mean, in a way, like, don't they kind of enjoy that that element of it that maybe American audiences just wouldn't wouldn't be able to hang with? <laughs> that's the thing is, uh, why is war bad if we keep winning them, dog? That's the thing. <laughs> and that's why all of our action figure superheroes are fucking winners, baby. We always blow it up and beat it up. And that's where we're going to remain, man. Eat a hamburger. Call your local congressman. Uh, America's already great. <laughs> uh, so that one made a huge impact. That one, I feel like, for an entire generation, is kind of kind of was the guy. 
But there was another series. Yes. That are we get? Do we get to talk? About we this get to now? talk about this. Oh my God, I'm um, so happy. That also aired on Toonami <laughs> oh and specifically was brought over because it kind of did away with all those like kind of touchy feely, worry baddies. It wiped it all off the face of the map. A lot of people call this series, uh, you know, they don't even consider it a part of the series. It's no, so it's completely off from what <laughs> the whole rest of it ever is in the best way possible, Jake. G Gundam. G Gundam, ladies and gentlemen. If you have not, the G stands for Goddamn. This cartoon's fucking nuts. You know, it was like I was stuck in a mire of research, and I mean, I was enjoying it because I. It's like something like more academic. Like I have to learn about this thing. This is an important part of nerd culture that I need (laughs) to know about. And at the same time, I kind of want to blow my brains out because all of the names of these Gundams have like (laughs) X's and numbers, and nothing makes sense to me. Oh, the RX seven eight two. Right, the The RX seven eight two. You gotta get the classic RX. 72 <laughs> model um but then i discovered g gundam and my whole world turned around i was like there it is that's the holden mcneely gundam mobile fighter g gundam was a series that uh kind of did away with the whole universal century kind of evil uh war and kind of created this this new bold world where like blood sport with big robots yeah where where international conflicts and and, and other sort of uh sort of sort of arguments were dealt with in the arena of international Gundam fights. It's it's wonderful, and, and you know, they definitely got a lot of flack for having some very stereotypical characters. I have a list of the robots here. Oh, um, okay. Uh, if you want to kind of go through these. So each nation got their own robot, and I ask you people at home, if you are near a phone or a computer, or, I'm, of course you're near a phone or a computer, you're listening to a podcast. You know what? If you're not near a phone or a computer and you're listening to a podcast, please write in and let us know how you did it, you fucking crazy magician. I'm going to give you a list but i want you to look these up because the picture speaks louder than words ladies and gentlemen these are wonderful 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 uh robot designs let's start off with the big with our own boy our american gundam gundam maxter uh he is a <laughs> cowboy slash boxer slash quarterback slash surfer gundam kind of got it all going for him he's probably holding like a big hot dog and making out with a chick with fake he tits. literally like you have to understand that <laughs> Like, uh, he literally has a football face guard. Yes. And shoulder pads. Yes. It's uh, uh, from the nation of Neo-America. Yes, everything's Neo. It's all Neo-America and Neo-Mexico. And let's talk about (laughs) Neo-Mexico. Might be my favorite Gundam on this list. The Tequila Gundam. Oh. (laughs) uh, Could you just, uh, hmm, let me me just look that up. Because uh, if I remember correctly. He's wearing a sombrero (laughs) and has a metal mustache. Changed his name to Spike Gundam for the English dub because of uh, was worries that it was maybe sort of racist to call him Tequila Gundam. He has like a little bit of a of a all metal poncho over the over the right <laughs> yes, over the left yes, arm and cactus guards. Yes, I didn't know that. That's a cactus. A, a agave. If we're going by tequila, a fucking jo- like. The idea of just like actual like metal workers like putting the rivets on a fucking metal sombrero. The uh, ne- Nether Gundam, which is the Neo Holland robot, it uh, it turns into a big windmill, and I'm not sure how that can be used in in fighting. I don't get <laughs> it, it. It was uh, it was part of a. Uh, I think it, in that ep- I'm getting weird. Fl- I think it was the windmills are just kind of in the background, and then shit got real, and they initiated like the Omega Belgium defense force and it turns out all the windmills sprout arms and legs and they're ready to fight. Jake, I have to see this. Where can I find this? Just 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 steal it. 
Would uh, you steal a car, Jake? I would. Uh, you. I bet you can find this on Hulu or Crunchyroll oh, or man. any or anything. I can't wait to go home and watch this after the Zebra Gundam, which is um. Neo Kenya's. <laughs> Ooh. Now, if you thought the if you thought the Mexican Gundam was a little offensive. <laughs> You have not seen a giant robot loincloth. <laughs> <laughs> and we ask our, our listeners to go on the, the Facebook page, which will probably happen at some point. And really, I'd like, love to see a ranking, your own personal ranking, of most offensive to least offensive. <laughs> um, the Zebra Gundam has zebra heads uh, on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. There's also Neo France's Gundam, Gundam Rose, which is wearing a Napoleon hat. <laughs> uh, we've got uh, man, ma, ma, man... Is that Mandela? It's Mandela Gundam? Is Neo Napoleon? It's a giant prayer bell, um, and the t- uh, the for the bottom half, and it pops out of the prayer bell like a jack in the box. Um, there's Matador Gundam, which please look up Matador Gundam. It's Neo Spain's Gundam. Um, I'm sorry, Jake. Did you did you pull up a picture of uh, one of the earlier ones? I'm kind of running through them fast. Oh well, uh, this Malaysia has the Skull Gundam, which is just a literally a big Halloween skull with like a guy's with a head and arm sticking out. Yeah, of it. it looks like uh, what's his name? The final boss of uh, Mega Man. Um, <laughs> it looks like a Dr. Wily Dr. Wily uh, uh, castle. Actually, mm-hmm. I'm looking at it uh, on your phone from across the room, and to me, it looks like a big pig head. <laughs> yeah, it does, it does yeah. look like yeah, because it's got yeah, it's got like kind of a protruding. The horrors of war. <laughs> <laughs> I love Neo Denmark has uh, the Mermaid Gundam. Yeah. Now mm. that's a robot wearing a fish suit, <laughs> which is unbelievable. A, ro- a robot wearing a robotic fish suit that is um, completely useless if you get him outside of the water. So the trick to him is just don't get in the water and he'll die pretty much immediately. Again, someone like in the universe, someone had to bit like weld robot flip which like that's see that's one of the key things is in any given situation the idea of using a bipedal robot to accomplish any of the things that are happening in this show (laughs) is ludicrous they're top heavy they're like the joints are easy to like fall apart right so like they even have jetpacks and they just fly around proving how useless the legs are. Well, I was going to get to this later, but they did come up with a bit of an answer to that in G Gundam with uh, Foon Psyche, uh, which is a horse Gundam. <laughs> and uh, much like how people pilot the robot man Gundams, do you know where this is going? The horse Gundam is piloted by a horse. <laughs> And it's my favorite thing ever. Um, I can't believe they did that, and uh, I just I just love it so much. That was the other thing I remember from G Gundam is they got rid of the whole like cockpit, like levers and pedals and switches, and it was this incredibly sexualized process that they reused from episode to episode. Kind of, you know how like Sailor Moon always had like those like swooping close up like body shots. Mm-hmm. So in this one, the main hero and every other pilot would get laminated in this thick black rubber tarp mm. and it would snap off all over their body and like skin tight like uh you know neoprene and they would just like physically punch and kick like it was a bad connect game right to fight i guess kind of like pacific rim yeah well but, yeah but they were still they had like they were working machines yeah a little bit um mm-hmm. Can you guess what Neo Canada's Gundam? Oh, jeez. Neo Canada. I'm going to say a moose. Uh, no, it's a lumber Gundam. It's got <laughs> axes for arms. Yeah, it axes for arms. <laughs> and uh, I'll close out with uh, on the on the G Gundam robots with uh, uh, another personal favorite of mine um, for Neo Egypt. Can you guess it? Can you guess it? Is, is it literally just a big pyramid? 
Mummy Gundam. Mummy oh. Gundam. Mummy Gundam. Mumdom. <laughs> I should have called it Mumdom. I should be writing for that damn show. I would love to write a revival, like a, a reboot of G Gundam. <laughs> that would be like the greatest thing in the world that could happen to me and just completely make it ridiculous. I love anything that just heavily, heavily stereotypes people, especially Japanese things that heavily stereotype people because they stereotype people the best of any nation <laughs> ever. They have the best stereotypes. Like the way that they capture American culture it's just like, oh, I'm a cowboy eating hamburger. I'm a football cowboy hamburger. Football <laughs> cowboy hamburger surfer. Yeah, they, they love their style. So I just have to uh, take a second to appreciate that. Yeah, well, actually, the Japanese do find stereotypes very funny. We actually, our Om Shinrikyo uh, mm. episode on Last Podcast on the Left, which is about a Japanese death cult, it was huge in Japan. Yeah. They actually, I absolutely loved it because they do the same thing to us. Like, we do the Japanese stereotypes, and they do the same, like, hamburger, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so great. And I love that, you know? I mean, it's kind of funny. It's like, you know, for me personally, like, I enjoy being stereotyped. As a Jew, I would prefer. <laughs> yeah, it's the thing. I got nothing. I'm like not religious. I have no cultural anything. So if anybody's like, oh, four eyes masturbates to video games, I'm like, you got me. <laughs> now, um, uh, I, I w- will say I was very, very impressed by this. I'd heard about this. Actually, it's one of the few Gundam things I had heard about just uh, completely disconnected from Gundam. But they actually made a real life, true, true size a f- actual full-size Gundam robot and placed it um, in front of this mall in Japan. Yep. It's it's pretty unbelievable. Uh, they a did it- one, That's the thing. is a big thing in a Gundam model building is the ratio represents, like, difficulty and expense. So, like, when I was... Uh, I actually... It's, it's actually, like, kind of peaceful. It's kind of nice. Like, everything snaps into place. You get everything in, like, sheets of plastic and you have to snap off all the parts. I'm, like, super interested in getting uh, one of those, like, Gundam, Gundam uh, toys. It's oddly zen. I, like, I haven't done it in well over a decade. But... Well, I'm a big Lego fan, so, yeah. I mean, I totally get that, that zen. I totally get... Because that's what it's all about. You just put on some soothing music or, like, a show that you like, but you've seen a thousand times and you just just kind of do your thing you just you just slowly put together make and create something when all is said and done you got a sweet robot there it is there it is uh so this was not one to 25 ratio this was a one-to-one model of the original gundam design 35 tons standing 18 meters tall or 59 feet for you stupid americans first completed in 2009 displayed for a month at the Gundam Front Tokyo which is the giant mall in Tokyo before it was taken down but it had attracted in one month it had attracted 4.5 million visitors I just like the idea of just a little sign that's like please stop sacrificing animals to the <laughs> this is not a god <laughs> it's 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 really quite impressive and again if you're home and I know you're by a phone or a computer so don't fucking try to lie to me about it look up this giant masterpiece of a robot model that is taller than a building or as tall as a building mm-hmm. uh yeah and 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 what was so great about this this place too is it houses the gundam front tokyo uh gundam museum mm-hmm. which is very impressive it holds uh, a thousand gunpla is mm-hmm. it gunpla it's uh it's gunpla uh it's a combination of gundam and plastic which represents kind of the uh, the the model building Yes. Yeah, the specific, yeah, like the sheets of plastic with the snap off parts. Yes. That's which is huge, which is a very vibrant culture. Uh, uh, there's custom figures. There's, it's you know, um, people. It's unbelievable. The same way with Lego master builders um, or any other kind of, of craft, uh, people go 
ape shit there's for uh for gun plus it's really crazy you know just i i looked online a little bit kind of sifted around um the apparently the gundam fix series is uh the most popular it's very customizable but the real fancy one is the metal build gundam uh line of toys and uh, a quick search on that, they were ranging from anywhere from three hundred to a thousand dollars and and beyond. It was really something else. I couldn't believe it. That's uh, I mean, you don't got no kids to take care of. Spend that money what on you cool gonna robots. Do? Yeah, if you're in Japan and you're riding in a subway train that forces you to be separate from women, <laughs> you know, I mean, you got to do something. Only a few lines. It's not. <laughs> uh, hold on, I want to I want to ask you if you had to design a custom robot in your dream scenario. What's what's your loadout? What is your rig what's i want to i want to know what that what your robot fantasy is neo hawaii (laughs) and i'm gonna it's gonna have a big pineapple for a head all right and it's gonna um vomit money Mm -hmm. um because it's a big tourist industry it's gonna have a uh uh, what is it called the 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 lay the lay it's gonna have a lay i was trying to say luau it's gonna have a lay but it can take that off and use it as a whip an electric whip Right, and then sling it around its neck. Um, its belly opens up, and it's just a pig roasting in there. Mm-hmm. Right, just you know, doesn't do anything. Just loves to show it off whenever it's like standing over its defeated victim. You know, and for legs, um, golf clubs. Oh, <laughs> because obviously, how these things actually walk and navigate the world never really mattered that much. Not at all. How about you, Jake? Uh, I've always had the fantasy, uh, specifically in in relation to Gundam. Of just getting a hold of one of like the Zaku's, which is the Foot Clan jabroniest of the jabroni uh, models. Like there's, they appear all over the place. They have a very iconic look with like this tube mouth and like a single uh, cyclops eye. They're squat. They're green. They look dumb. They look kind of dumb. <laughs> and I just want to pilot one of those because in a weird real world scenario, it would be fucking terrifying. Just the weakest, dumbest Gundam model ever. And I'd just be like, I got a laser cannon. Give me Mexico. I want it. I think if you wanted my honest answer, it'd probably be Asuka's Gundam from Neon Genesis Evangelion. Just because. Oh, the Eve. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the red, big red one. Big red one. Yeah. That, oh, so yeah. You, Evangelion wouldn't exist without Gundam. Not uh, at all. The very idea of just like the timid uh, young pilot that like is asked to navigate to. It's it's basically a giant puberty metaphor where like no this this bright eyed kid is all of a sudden asked to take on these intense responsibilities while piloting this large cumbersome body that he's unfamiliar with. It's super about getting your ball hairs. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 you know what? I think the world needs it. And so as little as I understand it, <laughs> I would say God bless you Gundam. Let's another Ten years, Gundam. Ten more years, Gundam. <laughs> more lasers, more robots, more war, more terror. Uh, I'm serious about Gundam Thunderbolt. It fucking rocks I'm going to have to check it out. That and G Gundam is definitely on my list. <laughs> definitely on my list. Um, well, there you have it. This has been another episode of The Bruiser and the Wizard. I'm the Bruiser. And I'm the Wizard. Some like to call me a lizard. I think it actually <laughs> might be the Wizard and the Bruiser. We're still working out the name, though. We'll we figure it out. We appreciate your patronage. We'll do that fun thing where we keep changing it every time, um, the order, and uh, you'll be really confused because you won't know where to find it because we'll always put it out under a different title. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, follow me on Twitter at Best Jake Young. I have opinions about things. And follow me on Twitter at Holdenators. And I am also on Twitch uh, under uh, Holdenator Ho. Holdenators Ho. 
Uh, yes, that's incredibly it. watchable streams, and I say that <laughs> as someone you. that has seen a lot of bullshit people try and play video games. Thank you very much. Thank you. And uh, yeah, yeah, catch me on PlayStation Network as well. Catcher sixty nine forty five. I only say that because I need more people on my Overwatch crew. Uh, yeah, and uh, go to CaveComedyRadio.com for more great shows like this. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to CaveComedyRadio.com. Justin and so good. Thousands of spring deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save big today on new arrivals from Kate Spade, New York, Nike, Sam Edelman, Free People, and Madewell, starting at only $30. Great brands and great prices on dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and more. So rack your look and get first dibs on spring styles you want now from just $30 at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find? Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.